This is Zach Waters from ZWB, and you're listening to Rocket Night. This is Sharice with Rocket Night Magazine, and we are here today to interview Zach Waters of the band ZWB. We reviewed their album, Elemental Values, and the single, Shaken Hair and Hands, back in 2021. The band just released a new album called Up and Running. Hi, Zach. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going fine. Uh, I listened to some of the cuts from Up and Running. Very classic rock, very hard rock. Perfect. Exactly. That's it. it. And the thing is, it differs from elemental values. Um, uh, do you have a different lineup or you just are going into a different direction? Definitely. Well, def there was definitely some changes. Elemental Values was actually, that was more of a solo record that I had put out um, that we originally put under Zach Waters' band, and I eventually shifted over just to um, Zach Waters. And that was a solo record that um, I wrote, produced, and um, played everything on that album. And mm -hmm. up and running, there's actually been a change. We're actually no longer the Zach Waters band. The name of the act is now ZWB, with up and running being our first major release uh, under that name. And so it is a different direction. It's more of a collaborative ap approach. Um, my lineup is ever-changing uh, with my bass player, Grayson, being the most consistent member. Um, we actually, we had a lot of different members on this record. Um, we had some awesome special guest drummers play on it. We had Jim Bogus from the Counting Crows. He played on the album. And uh, Michael Urbano from Smash Mouth played on the record. And uh, Jeff Campitale, uh sorry. He's going to get picked. You can edit this. Okay. Jeff Campatelli, a longtime drummer of Joe Satriani and the G3 tours, he played on, on a handful of songs on the album. And so um, we had a lot of great rock and roll drummers on the album. Wow. So you created this in the studio, I presume, last year? 2022? Yeah. 2022. Now, we had kind of been working on the record for the past couple of years with the first track on it actually being recorded in 2020. About the same time elemental values came out we started recording this album and we we just had such a perfectionist mindset with it i mean there's a lot of going back and retracking and but yeah we started recording some of the earlier tracks in 2020 with we did finish it last uh fall and so we had been sitting on the music actually for probably six months before um, as we were kind of cultivating our release plan so we'd been sitting on the material for a while um but really happy that it's out and definitely wanted to get this music out. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like in the studio you used various people, but your current band that you have is for touring because I saw you have a tour of California coming up. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So we um, we're booking a lot of dates um, in, in support of the record and really trying to branch out of Sacramento 
And so right now it is mostly uh, North and Southern California dates. And we're really hoping to expand. I and mean, we have some dates in Nevada and we're really hoping to expand um, as far East as we can this year. You know, our main goal after putting this album is we really want to strike some ears and we want to get our message across as a band. And we really want to break nationally this year. You've been around for a while, I believe since about 2016. Yeah. 2016. Correct me. That's but a while that's- ago. Yeah, that I started my first band when I was 16. I was still in high school. And um, when that act first started, it was very much just like a blues trio mm-hmm. and a lot of covers and, you know, a lot of long nights at the bars, kind of cutting my teeth. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of as the years went by, really was able to crystallize in my, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind what I wanted the music to be mm-hmm. and what I need to get out as an artist. And so it's all just been an evolution into what people see now as ZWB, just in your face, nostalgic rock and roll. It looks like you started out playing blues and you received some awards. Is that correct? Yeah. In 2018, we won a a Sammy award, which uh, it's like a little, the Sacramento music awards. We won an award for best blues artist of the year. And, um, the following year, we were nominated in three categories. I'm trying to remember. It was live performing, new artist, and uh, rock artist of the year. And then in 2020, we were nominated. We didn't win those years. In 2020, we were nominated for rock artist of the year. And then since then, they haven't done another round of them since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it comes around again, we're hoping to get on the charts again. Mm-hmm. So your solo EP was Elemental Values. I noticed on that one, you had a lot of acoustic uh, elements elements to it. One song was kind of bossa nova, but ZWB is totally hard rock. Yeah, ZWB is de- uh, definitely, you know, it, it's new and there's modern elements, but it's definitely retro inspired rock and roll. Um, there's kind of been a new wave of classic rock sounding bands that have been hitting the mainstream charts. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I grew up playing and that's what I love to play. And so that's what it, it's entirely what this music is. Robert, John and the wreck. Don't they come from your area as well? They're pretty classic rock. Do you know them? I don't personally, but yeah, I believe they're from our neck of the woods. Are there a lot of venues there? You know, there are, and it's growing and the scene in Sacramento is growing in particular. Um, with some great new venues, Goldfields in Roseville, actually just north of us. Sorry, there's a motorcycle passing. Um, that's a great venue. Um, Harlow's is an awesome music venue. The Boardwalk just reopened. Ace of Spades, there's some Live Nation venues out here. And just all around Northern California and even traveling down south, there's a lot of you know hidden gem, really nice venues. So the scene is definitely ever-growing. Um, the musicianship in Sacramento is absolutely outstanding. There's a lot of great acts. And so... It's it's a healthy competition, you know. Everyone's kind of, everyone's on edge trying to do the next big mm-hmm. thing, and I love it. You know, I played sports in high school, so I love, you know, having kind of that edge in it, especially in rock music. How does a young guy get into classic rock and create classic rock? We're talking music that is forty, fifty years old. Yeah, I mean, my uh, my parents were rockers. Um, my mom's a really good singer. She used to sing to me when I was small. My dad, he plays a little guitar. He's he's more of a strummer, but he knows some chords. And I mean, they used to play like Jimi Hendrix. Sorry, they used to play uh, Jimi Hendrix on the radio, Van Halen, ACDC, 
Black Sabbath. So I grew up on all that stuff. And I just, um, I don't know, I always had an ear for it and always really appreciated it and loved it. And I've definitely used that music to get through some times. And so uh, when it came to making it, it, I feel like as an artist, it doesn't, it's not really a choice. It just kind of happens. I noticed some of the music sounds like it might be influenced by Aerosmith because I I just feel a hint of that. Did you listen to a lot of Aerosmith? Definitely did. And my bass player Grayson really likes Aerosmith. Um, it's funny we we kind of we kind of like those sleazier rock bands from the late seventies, early eighties. I feel like we've got some reviews of the record where they're like, ah, it's hair metal. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a little. It's even a little more old school than that. We to me, I listen to Up and Running, and I'm like. Not that I really was from that era, but to me, I think like 1975 to 1982, it's kind of right, that late 70s, early 80s, just heavy guitar rock. That's exactly what I was thinking, because I think it's misclassified when you say 80s hair metal. It is definitely 70s solid hard rock. I know because I lived during that period. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my kind of music, and uh, maybe even a twinge of southern rock in there. Yeah, um, I you know I really like southern rock bands like the Almond Brothers, and Leonard Skinnerd, and uh, Blackfoot and Thirty Eight Special. I definitely love those bands. Um, so I wonder if some sometimes the blues influence too in a rock setting can kind of bring out those southern rock vibes. Uh. I was looking back at your catalog. There's a song called Inside My Brain. That is a really good one. <laughs> That's pretty hard rock too. Yeah, we that was our Yeah, that was my first song that I had done with the our producer Michael Rosen who did Up and Running. That was the first thing I did with him um in 2019. That we we just did it as a single and had some decent success with that song but that was definitely my entry into what i call the big boy world do here we are in the millennium you're a musician what are some of the challenges young musicians are facing today what makes it difficult <laughs> what excuse me what was that again uh money money <laughs> no, yes but, um, but I, well, it's that, and it's just a pure, um, it's just the volume of competition. There's so many people uploading music. There's so many acts. There's so many good acts. So mm -hmm. um, with things like TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram, you really have to be on all of it or you, you're not going to poke through. And so, um, and it, I mean, it's a grind. I work two jobs, two day jobs and do this full time. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you really have to be a grinder. Um, which I, I, I like to take pride on my work ethic and my band's work ethic. And, um, you know, while, while everyone's out doing their thing, you know, we, we stay on it, we stay humble, and we just keep working because we love to do it. And it, in rock and roll in particular, it's really easy to get distracted. And, you know, we have our fun, but, you know, it's a, it's our job. And we, we, we want this to be a sustainable career. You guys sound like you're hard workers. I mean, if you're working multiple jobs and today, I guess that's what it takes, really. It's funny, DIY is kind of a challenge because it's easy in a sense that everybody could do their own thing, but then everybody's doing their own thing. You know what I mean? There's too much. No, definitely. And I think for not necessarily, 
not necessarily, you know, major record labels, but they're definitely included. But anybody of anyone that carries significant weight in the music industry, they're not just taking shots on people anymore. They they only want to work and invest in people that already have something going. And just like, you know, if I put my business hat on, I wouldn't want to take something up that wasn't proving dollars either. And so we're just we're just really trying to make the best rock and roll product we can. And if it, if it's not there, we're going to keep making it there. But Up and Running is my proudest musical achievement. There's not one thing off that record that I feel any negative way about. And by our heart and souls, literal blood, sweat and tears have been put into that album. It's solid. Every single song is good on this album. Every single one. Thank you. And, and it is what I would call pure rock and roll. You've really captured the feel of the 70s. I commend you for that. Thank you. Now you're planning this tour of California, and it's always hard to juggle with a job, too. Are you planning to maybe go out to Vegas or Arizona or branch your way out to other states? We want to, and we're, we have a pending deal right now. As of what we're doing on our own, we have dates in Reno, Nevada, um, working on dates in Los Angeles and San Diego, um, in talks with some with some smaller clubs in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely want to branch out. It's just finding a way to, you know, make it work. What's something that you would want people to... Sorry, that was all I had. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. What's something that you would want people to know about ZWB? Something that I would want people to know about ZWB that we're, you know, we're really here to help break the mundane of everyday life for people. And that's why we do this music. We do this music because it makes us feel alive. And when we get to go out there and do it, I know for just somebody out there, that fire can be lit inside them by hearing it. And sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else for that fire again to be started in you. And so, um, you know, we're, we're really doing this for the people. We Like we want to feel alive and we want everybody at one of our shows to feel alive because there's so many factors in this world that we can't control. And if you let it, it can dictate, you know, what your idea of success is or how you feel about things, how just the flow of your day. And so we want to be there to break that up. And, you know, the 30 minutes that you listen to our album or the 90 minutes you're at our show that, you know, not only us, but I want, you know, I want you to feel like a rock star. I want you to have the absolute time of your life and all that other bull you're going through. It's not even in your mind and you can actually just kind of fly free for a little bit with us. So music basically is escapism. And I agree when I'm in the car, listening to music it it brings me back to a happier time yeah and that's what it's all about and even the songs that are even songs that are um sadder in nature you know that that's all outlets for our emotions because when you keep things inside you is how you go crazy and so that's why i think it's good for music to capture a lot of those emotions now on this first album most of it is it is all just up angsty rock and roll. And I think that's just how we felt making the album during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, the man telling us to stay home, 
you mm. know, the man taking away our jobs. I feel like Jack Black from School of Rock talking like this, but it's the <laughs> truth. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of angst we wanted to get out. And so wanted the whole first record to just be that. And like ZWB is bringing the party to your house and we're kicking down the front door. And we're bringing friends with us. So a lot of this was written during the pandemic and you had all this pent up energy and this was your way of being creative and keeping busy. Yes. Now, if someone were to go to one of your live performances, what is the vibe? How are you, how would you describe your live performance? A party? Definitely a party. I'd say definitely like eat a nice meal before you come to the show. Make sure you're drinking water, you know, Maybe have some ibuprofen for the day after. <laughs> Do people dance? People dance all night long. It is a whole dancing vibe. People are dancing, headbanging, mm-hmm. swinging around. We're kicking beach balls, dropping confetti. We got smoke, lights. It's just, it is a party. Wherever we take the show, from the tiniest bar to the biggest stadium, it is always, you can't not have fun at one of our shows. It sounds great. Confetti, smoke. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you are. It sounds like fun, really. <laughs> we even have birthday cake in the green room. <laughs> Holy cow. That's that's that sounds like a lot of fun. So we were talking, there's a lot of young bands, Greta Van Fleet, they talk about and Dirty Honey. Everybody's kind of doing the classic rock thing. What attracts what what attracts you to that kind of music? I mean, you've got all sorts of music out there. Why that? Why classic rock? Yeah. Because it's the coolest. It is. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> question. <laughs> Good answer, because it is the coolest. How old were you when you started playing guitar? I was, uh, I was 10 years old when I started playing guitar. Wow. You took lessons or are you self-taught? I took lessons at the beginning for a few months. And then once... Um, and I had a great teacher, you know, once he taught me like the pentatonic scale and mm-hmm. a couple, you know, the open chords uh, from then, I kind of just was self-taught and, uh, you know, watched a lot of YouTube videos, just mm-hmm. jammed with a lot of people and cut my teeth that way. And as I um, was a little older and I was working my first job, I went back and bought myself more lessons to learn more like music theory and mm-hmm. how to read. And uh, currently for my one of my day jobs, I actually I teach music at uh, oh. School of Rock in my hometown and so it keeps me playing and so but yeah i mean mostly a self-taught player for sure wow so you're uh influencing younger people at the yeah school. i love it and yeah the the opportunities we give them there um it's a great company and the people who run it are absolutely amazing beautiful people and so it feels good to give back in that sense because you know if i could have done a program like that wow, you know, that would have been cool. And now we live in a different time. We're in the future, baby. So now we can give it back. And uh, it feels really good. And again, I just, you know, playing music is just the best thing I can do. And so to do it at a day job really, you know, keeps me sane. (laughs) You have some videos too that correspond with some of the songs. Was it fun to do or what? Tell me about the videos. The music videos are a lot of fun to do. Um, looking to play and shaking hair and hands, in our opinion, are the best videos we've done for them. It's really fun to make a story as a group and work mm-hmm. with videographers and really just try to come up with a story that, yes, it's about the song, but how can we tie in 
other themes to this. Um, it's a whole nother game making videos and content. It's really, it's thinking like a marketer. It's thinking cinematically. Um, it's this whole other artistic side that we get to express that we otherwise wouldn't. And so um, it's a learning curve and it's a, it's a lot of fun to do it. And, you know, there's some acting involved when we do like, I'm not an actor. I'm not no Ryan Gosling, yeah. but um, it's, it's fun to go out there and do it. And uh, it's all just so much fun. Do you guys do your own videos? I mean, do you, do you create them and film them yourselves? Are they DIY? They, um, well, we, we write out things very strategically to the script. And so like when we make a music video, everything is written out by the section of the song. And, you know, we design everything from the camera angles to the locations. We type it all out into PDFs and we outsource videographers. They edit for the most part. But again, like we, we are giving them materials to just It's follow. your vision. It's your vision yes. of how you think the song should be presented. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So we, we outsource the camera work just because, you know, we all want to be in the shots and we outsource people who have really nice Sony 4k cameras that we have nice cameras, but they're more for like, we do all the social media stuff DIY, but when mm -hmm. it comes to more cinematic experiences, we definitely outsource. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, thanks for talking with me, Zach. I think we've covered a little bit about your album and, uh, one last thing. What are the names of the other people in the band? So right now it's me. And then uh, my bass player is Grayson Roberts, okay. also known as the doctor. And we have Alex Bam Bam Parker on the drums. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Uh, when is your tour starting? February 24th. We're going to be in Middletown at the Twin Pine Casino. Okay, so California people need to get their little butt over there and check out ZWB. Yeah, you know, Arca's got another deal on gasoline. Maybe, you know, they could swing by there. Okay, great. Looking All forward right. to it. Thank you so much. Good luck to you guys. And your music is wonderful. I really do like it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye. Here is ZWB with Right Back At It.
You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 